Section 2 of The Magic Skin by Honoré Balzac Translated by Ellen Marriage This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 2 But this apparition had appeared in Paris on the Quai Voltaire and in the 19th century. The time and place made sorcery impossible. The idol of French skepticism had died in the house just opposite the disciple of Gay-Lussac and arago who had held the charlatanism of intellect in contempt and yet the stranger submitted himself to the influence of an imaginative spell as all of us do at times when we wish to escape from an inevitable certainty or to tempt the power of providence so some mysterious apprehension of a strange force made him tremble before the old man with the lamp all of us have been stirred in the same way by the sight of napoleon or of some other great man made illustrious by his genius or by fame you wish to see raphael's portrait of jesus christ monsieur the old man asked politely there was something metallic in the clear sharp ring of his voice he set the lamp upon a broken column so that all its light might fall on the brown case at the sacred name of christ and raphael the young man showed some curiosity the merchant who no doubt looked for this pressed a spring and suddenly the mahogany panel slid noiselessly back in its groove and discovered the canvas to the stranger's admiring gaze at sight of this deathless creation he forgot his fancies in the showrooms and the freaks of his dreams and became himself again the old man became a being of flesh and blood very much alive with nothing chimerical about him and took up his existence at once upon solid earth the sympathy and love and the gentle serenity in the divine face exerted an instant sway over the younger spectator some influence falling from heaven bade cease the burning torment that consumed the marrow of his bones the head of the saviour of mankind seemed to issue from among the shadows represented by a dark background an aureole of light shone out brightly from his hair an impassioned belief seemed to glow through him and to thrill every feature the word of life had just been uttered by those red lips the sacred sounds seemed to linger still in the air the spectator besought the silence for those captivating parables hearkened for them in the future and had to turn to the teachings of the past the untroubled peace of the divine eyes the comfort of sorrowing souls seemed an interpretation of the evangel the sweet triumphant smile revealed the secret of the catholic religion which sums up all things in the precept love one another this picture breathed the spirit of prayer and joined forgiveness overcame self caused sleeping powers of good to waken for this work of raphael's had the imperious charm of music you were brought under the spell of memories of the past his triumph was so absolute that the artist was forgotten the witchery of the lamplight heightened the wonder the head seemed at times to flicker in the distance enveloped in cloud i covered the surface of that picture with gold pieces said the merchant carelessly and now for death 
cried the young man, awakened from his musings. His last thought had recalled his fate to him, as it led him imperceptibly back from the forlorn hopes to which he had clung. "'Aha, then my suspicions were well founded,' said the other, and his hands held the young man's wrists in a grip like that of a vice. The younger man smiled wearily at his mistake, and said gently, "'You, sir, have nothing to fear. It is not your life, but my own that is in question.' but why should i hide a harmless fraud he went on after a look at the anxious old man i came to see your treasures to while away the time till night should come and i could drown myself decently who would grudge this last pleasure to a poet and a man of science while he spoke the jealous merchant watched the haggard face of his pretended customer with keen eyes Perhaps the mournful tones of his voice reassured him, or he also read the dark signs of fate in the faded features that had made the gamblers shudder. He released his hands, but with a touch of caution, due to the experience of some hundred years at least, he stretched his arm out to a sideboard, as if to steady himself, took up a little dagger, and said, have you been a supernumerary clerk of the treasury for three years without receiving any perquisites the stranger could scarcely suppress a smile as he shook his head perhaps your father has expressed his regret for your birth a little too sharply or have you disgraced yourself if i meant to be disgraced i should live you have been hissed perhaps at the funambules or you have had to compose couplets to pay for your mistress's funeral do you want to be cured of the gold fever or to be quit of the spleen for what blunder is your life forfeit you must not look among the common motives that impel suicides for the reason of my death to spare myself the task of disclosing my unheard-of sufferings for which language has no name i will tell you this that i am in the deepest most humiliating and most cruel trouble and he went on in proud tones that harmonized ill with the words just uttered i have no wish to beg for either help or sympathy <laughs> the two syllables which the old man pronounced resembled the sound of a rattle then he went on thus without compelling you to entreat me without making you blush for it and without giving you so much as a french centime a para from the levant a german hella a russian kopeck a scottish farthing a single obolus or cistercius from the ancient world or one piastre from the new without offering you anything whatever in gold silver or copper notes or drafts i will make you richer more powerful and of more consequence than a constitutional king the young man thought that the older was in his dotage and waited in bewilderment without venturing to reply turn round said the merchant suddenly catching up the lamp in order to light up the opposite wall look at that leathern skin he went on the young man rose abruptly and showed some surprise at the sight of a piece of chagrin which hung on the wall behind his chair it was only about the size of a fox's skin but it seemed to fill the deep shadows of the place 
with such brilliant rays that it looked like a small comet an appearance at first sight inexplicable the young skeptic went up to this so-called talisman which was to rescue him from all points of view and he soon found out the cause of its singular brilliancy the dark grain of the letter had been so carefully burnished and polished the striped markings of the graining were so sharp and clear that every particle of the surface of the bit of oriental leather was in itself a focus which concentrated the light and reflected it vividly he accounted for this phenomenon categorically to the old man who only smiled meaningly by way of answer his superior smile led the young scientific man to fancy that he himself had been deceived by some imposture he had no wish to carry one more puzzle to his grave and hastily turned the skin over like some child eager to find out the mysteries of a new toy ah he cried here is the mark of the seal which they call in the east the signet of solomon so you know that then asked the merchant his peculiar method of laughter two or three quick breathings through the nostrils said more than any words however eloquent is there anybody in the world simple enough to believe in that idle fancy said the young man nettled by the spitefulness of the silent chuckle don't you know he continued that the superstitions of the east have perpetuated the mystical form and the counterfeit characters of the symbol which represents a mythical dominion i have no more laid myself open to a charge of credulity in this case than if i mentioned sphinxes or griffins whose existence mythology in a manner admits as you are an orientalist replied the other perhaps you can read that sentence he held the lamp close to the talisman which the young man held towards him and pointed out some characters inlaid in the surface of the wonderful skin as if they had grown on the animal to which it once belonged i must admit said the stranger that i have no idea how the letters could be engraved so deeply on the skin of a wild ass and he turned quickly to the tables strewn with curiosities and seemed to look for something what is it that you want asked the old man something that will cut the leather so that i can see whether the letters are printed or inlaid the old man held out his stiletto the stranger took it and tried to cut the skin above the lettering but when he had removed a thin shaving of leather from them the characters still appeared below so clear and so exactly like the surface impression that for a moment he was not sure he had cut anything away after all the craftsmen of the levant have secrets known only to themselves he said half in vexation as he eyed the characters of this oriental sentence yes said the old man it is better to attribute it to man's agency than to god's the mysterious words were thus arranged drawing of apparently sanskrit characters or as it runs in english possessing me thou shalt possess all things but thy life is mine for god has so willed it wish and thy wishes shall be fulfilled but measure thy wishes according to the life that is in thee this is thy life 
with each wish i must shrink even as thy own days wilt you have me take me god will hearken unto thee so be it so you read sanskrit fluently said the old man you have been in persia perhaps or in bengal no sir said the stranger as he felt the emblematic skin curiously it was almost as rigid as a sheet of metal the old merchant set the lamp back again upon the column giving the other a look as he did so he has given up the notion of dying already the glance said with phlegmatic irony is it a jest or is it an enigma said the younger man the other shook his head and said soberly i don't know how to answer you i have offered this talisman with its terrible powers to men with more energy in them than you seem to me to have but though they laughed at the questionable power it might exert over their futures not one of them was ready to venture to conclude the fateful contract proposed by an unknown force i am of their opinion i have doubted and refrained and have you never even tried its power interrupted the young stranger tried it exclaimed the old man suppose that you were on the column in the place Verdun, would you try flinging yourself into space is it possible to stay the course of life has a man ever been known to die by halves before you come here you had made up your mind to kill yourself but all at once a mystery fills your mind and you think no more about death you child does not any one day of your life afford mysteries more absorbing listen to me i saw the licentious days of regency i was like you then in poverty i have begged my bread but for all that i am now a centenarian with a couple of years to spare and a millionaire to boot misery was the making of me ignorance has made me learned i will tell you in a few words the great secret of human life by two instinctive processes man exhausts the springs of life within him two verbs cover all the forms which these two causes of death may take to will and to have your will between these two limits of human activity the wise have discovered an intermediate formula to which i owe my good fortune and long life to will consumes us and to have our will destroys us but to know steeps our feeble organisms in perpetual calm in me thought has destroyed will so that power is relegated to the ordinary functions of my economy in a word it is not in the heart which can be broken or in the senses that become deadened but in the brain that cannot waste away and survives everything else that i have set my life moderation has kept mind and body unruffled yet i have seen the whole world i have learned all languages lived after every manner i have lent a chinaman money taking his father's corpse as a pledge slept in an arab's tent on the security of his bare word signed contracts in every capital of europe and left my gold without hesitation in savage wigwams i have attained everything because i have known how to despise all things 
my one ambition has been to see is not sight in a manner insight and to have knowledge or insight is not that to have instinctive possession to be able to discover the very substance of fact and to unite its essence to our essence of material possession what abides with you but an idea think then how glorious must be the life of a man who can stamp all realities upon his thought place the springs of happiness within himself and draw thence uncounted pleasures in idea unspoiled by earthly stains thought is a key to all treasures the miser's gains are ours without his cares thus i have soared above this world where my enjoyments have been intellectual joys i have reveled in the contemplation of seas peoples forests and mountains i have seen all things calmly and without weariness i have set my desires on nothing i have waited in expectation of everything i have walked to and fro in the world as in a garden round about my own dwelling troubles loves ambitions losses and sorrows as men call them are for me ideas which i transmute into waking dreams i express and transpose instead of feeling them instead of permitting them to prey upon my life i dramatize and expand them i divert myself with them as if they were romances which i could read by the power of vision within me as i have never overtaxed my constitution i still enjoy robust health and as my mind is endowed with all the force that i have not wasted this head of mine is even better furnished than my galleries the true millions lie here he said striking his forehead i spend delicious days in communings with the past i summon before me whole countries places extents of sea the fair faces of history in my imaginary seraglio i have all the women that i have never possessed your wars and revolutions come up before me for judgment what is a feverish fugitive admiration for some more or less brightly colored piece of flesh and blood some more or less rounded human form what are all the disasters that wait on your erratic whims compared with the magnificent power of conjuring up the whole world within your soul compared with the immeasurable joys of movement unstrangled by the cords of time unclogged by the fetters of space the joys of beholding all things of comprehending all things of leaning over the parapet of the world to question the other spheres to hearken to the voice of god there he burst out vehemently there are to will and to have your will both together he pointed to the bit of chagrin there are your social ideas your immediate desires your excesses your pleasures that end in death your sorrows that quicken the pace of life for pain is perhaps but a violent pleasure who could determine the point where pleasure becomes pain where pain is still a pleasure is not the utmost brightness of the ideal world soothing to us while the lightest shadows of the physical world annoy is not knowledge the secret of wisdom and what is folly but a riotous expenditure of will or power 
very good then a life of riotous excess for me said the stranger pouncing upon the piece of shagreen young man beware cried the other with incredible vehemence i had resolved my existence into thought and study the stranger replied and yet they have not even supported me i am not to be gulled by a sermon worthy of swedenborg nor by your oriental amulet nor yet by your charitable endeavours to keep me in a world wherein existence is no longer possible for me let me see now he added clutching the talisman convulsively as he looked at the old man i wish for a royal banquet a carouse worthy of this century which it is said has brought everything to perfection let me have young boon companions witty unwarped by prejudice merry to the verge of madness let one wine succeed another each more biting and perfumed than the last and strong enough to bring about three days of delirium passionate women's form should grace that night i would be borne away to unknown regions beyond the confines of this world by the car and four-winged steed of a frantic and uproarious orgy let us ascend to the skies or plunge ourselves in the mire i do not know if one soars or sinks at such moments and i do not care next i bid this enigmatical power to concentrate all delights for me in one single joy yes i must comprehend every pleasure of earth and heaven in the final embrace that is to kill me therefore after the wine i wish to hold high festival to priapus with songs that might rouse the dead and kisses without end the sound of them should pass like the crackling of flame through paris should revive the heat of youth and passion in husband and wife even in hearts of seventy years a laugh burst from the little old man it rang in the young man's ears like an echo from hell and tyrannously cut him short he said no more do you imagine that my floors are going to open suddenly so that luxuriously appointed tables may rise through them and guests from another world no no young madcap you have entered into the compact now and there is an end of it henceforward your wishes will be accurately fulfilled but at the expense of your life the compass of your days visible in that skin will contract according to the strength and number of your desires from the least to the most extravagant the brahmin from whom i had this skin once explained to me that it would bring about a mysterious connection between the fortunes and wishes of its possessor your first wish is a vulgar one which i could fulfil but i leave that to the issues of your new existence after all you were wishing to die very well your suicide is only put off for a time the stranger was surprised and irritated that this peculiar old man persisted in not taking him seriously a half philanthropic intention peeped so clearly forth from his last jesting observation that he exclaimed i shall soon see sir if any change comes over my fortunes in the time it will take to cross the width of the quay but i should like us to be quits for such a momentous service that is if you are not laughing at an unlucky wretch so i wish that you may fall in love with an opera dancer you would understand 
the pleasures of intemperance then and might perhaps grow lavish of the wealth that you have husbanded so philosophically he went out without heeding the old man's heavy sigh went back through the galleries and down the staircase followed by the stout assistant who vainly tried to light his passage he fled with the haste of a robber caught in the act blinded by a kind of delirium he did not even notice the unexpected flexibility of the piece of shagreen which coiled itself up pliant as a glove in his excited fingers till it would go into the pocket of his coat where he mechanically thrust it as he rushed out of the door into the street he ran up against three young men who were passing arm in arm brute idiot such were the gratifying expressions exchanged between them why it is raphael good we were looking for you what is it you then these three friendly exclamations quickly followed the insults as the light of a street lamp flickering in the wind fell upon the astonished faces of the group my dear fellow you must come with us said the young man that raphael had all but knocked down what is all this about come along and i will tell you the history of it as we go by fair means or foul raphael must go along with his friends towards the pont des arts they surrounded him and linked him by the arm among their merry band we have been after you for about a week the speaker went on at your respectable hotel de saint quentin where by the way the sign with the alternate black and red letters cannot be removed and hangs out just as it did in the time of jean jacques that leonarda of yours told us that you were off into the country for all that we certainly did not look like duns creditors sheriff's officers or the like but no matter rastignac had seen you the evening before at the bouffons we took courage again and made it a point of honour to find out whether you were roosting in a tree in the champs d'elysees or in one of those philanthropic abodes where the beggars sleep on a two-penny rope or if more luckily you were bivouacking in some boudoir or other we could not find you anywhere your name was not in the jailer's registers at the sainte pelagie or at la force government departments cafes libraries lists of prefects names newspaper offices restaurants green rooms to cut it short every lurking place in paris good or bad had been explored in the most expert manner we bewailed the loss of a man endowed with such genius that one might look to find him at court or in the common jails we talked of canonizing you as a hero of july and upon my word we regretted you as he spoke the friends were crossing the pont des arts without listening to them raphael looked at the seine at the clamouring waves that reflected the lights of paris above that river in which but now he had thought to fling himself the old man's prediction had been fulfilled the hour of his death had been already put back by fate we really regretted you said his friend still pursuing his theme it was a question of a plan in which we included you as a superior person that is to say somebody who can put himself above other people the constitutional thimble-rig is carried on to-day dear boy more seriously than ever the infamous monarchy displaced by the heroism of the people was a sort of drab 
you could laugh and revel with her but la patrie is a shrewish and virtuous wife and willy-nilly you must take her prescribed endearments then besides as you know authority passed over from the tuileries to the journalists at the time when the budget changed its quarters and went from the faubourg saint germain to the chaussee de datin but this you may not know perhaps the government that is the aristocracy of lawyers and bankers who represent the country to-day just as the priests used to do in the time of the monarchy has felt the necessity of mystifying the worthy people of france with a few new words and old ideas like philosophers of every school and all strong intellects ever since time began so now royalist national ideas must be inculcated by proving to us that it is far better to pay twelve million francs thirty-three centimes to la patrie represented by messieurs such-and-such than to pay eleven hundred million francs nine centimes to a king who used to say i instead of we in a word a journal with two or three hundred thousand francs good at the back of it has just been started with a view to making an opposition paper to content the discontented without prejudice to the national government of the citizen king we scoff at liberty as at a despotism now and at religion or incredulity quite impartially and since for us our country means a capital where ideas circulate and are sold at so much a line a succulent dinner every day and the play at frequent intervals where profligate women swarm where suppers last on into the next day and light loves are hired by the hour like cabs and since paris will always be the most adorable of all countries the country of joy liberty wit pretty women mauvais sujet and good wine where the truncheon of authority never makes itself disagreeably felt because one is so close to those who wield it we therefore sectaries of the god mephistopheles have engaged to whitewash the public mind to give fresh costumes to the actors to put a new plank or two in the government booth to doctor doctrinaires and warm up old republicans to touch up the bonapartists a bit and revictual the centre provided that we are allowed to laugh in petto at both kings and peoples to think one thing in the morning and another at night and to lead a merry life a la panurge or to recline upon soft cushions more orientale the sceptre of this burlesque and macaronic kingdom he went on we have reserved for you so we are taking you straightway to a dinner given by the founder of the said newspaper a retired banker who at a loss to know what to do with his money is going to buy some brains with it you will be welcomed as a brother we shall hail you as king of these free lances who will undertake anything whose perspicacity discovers the intentions of austria england or russia before either russia austria or england have formed any yes we will invest you with the sovereignty of those puissant intellects which give to the world its mirabeaus talleyrands pitts and metternichs all the clever crispin who treat 
the destinies of a kingdom as gamblers stakes just as ordinary men play dominoes for kirschenswasser we have given you out to be the most undaunted champion who ever wrestled in a drinking bout at close quarters with a monster called carousal whom all bold spirits wish to try a fall with we have gone so far as to say that you have never yet been worsted i hope you will not make liars of us talife our amphitryon has undertaken to surpass the circumscribed saturnalias of the petty modern lucullus he is rich enough to infuse pomp into trifles and style and charm into dissipation are you listening raphael asked the orator interrupting himself yes answered the young man less surprised by the accomplishment of his wishes than by the natural manner in which the events had come about he could not bring himself to believe in magic but he marvelled at the accidents of human fate yes you say just as if you were thinking of your grandfather's demise remarked one of his neighbours ah cried raphael i was thinking my friends that we are in a fair way to become very great scoundrels and there was an ingenuousness in his tones that set these writers the hope of young france in a roar so far our blasphemies have been uttered over our cups we have passed our judgments on life while drunk and taken men at affairs in an after-dinner frame of mind we are innocent of action we are bold in words but now we are to be branded with the hot iron of politics we are going to enter the convict's prison and to drop our illusions although one has no belief left except in the devil one may regret the paradise of one's youth and the age of innocence when we devoutly offered the tip of our tongue to some good priest for the consecrated wafer of the sacrament ah my good friends our first peccadilloes gave us so much pleasure because the consequent remorse set them off and lent a keen relish to them but nowadays oh now said the first speaker there is still left what asked another crime there is a word as high as the gallows and deeper than the seine said the raphael oh you don't understand me i mean political crime since this morning a conspirator's life is the only one i covet i don't know that the fancy will last over to to-morrow but to-night at least my gorge rises at the anaemic life of our civilization and its railroad evenness i am seized with a passion for the miseries of retreat from moscow for the excitements of the red corsair or for a smuggler's life i should like to go to botany bay as we have no chartreux left us here in france it is a sort of infirmary reserved for little lord byrons who having crumpled up their lives like a serviette after dinner have nothing left to do but to set their country ablaze blow their own brains out plot for a republic or clamour for a war emile raphael's neighbour called eagerly to the speaker on my honour but for the revolution of july i would have taken orders and gone off down into the country somewhere to lead the life of an animal and and you would have read your breviary through every day yes you are a coxcomb why we read the newspapers as it is 
not bad that for a journalist but hold your tongue we are going through a crowd of subscribers journalism look you is the religion of modern society and has even gone a little further what do you mean its pontiffs are not obliged to believe in it any more than the people are chatting thus like good fellows who have known their de viris illustribus for years past they reached a mansion in the rue joubert emile was a journalist who had acquired more reputation by dint of doing nothing than others had derived from their achievements a bold caustic and powerful critic he possessed all the qualities that his defects permitted an outspoken gibber he made the numerous epigrams on a friend to his face but would defend him if absent with courage and loyalty he laughed at everything even at his own career always impecunious he yet lived like all men of his calibre plunged in unspeakable indolence he would fling some word containing volumes in the teeth of folk who could not put a syllable of sense into their books he lavished promises that he never fulfilled he made a pillow of his luck and reputation on which he slept and ran the risk of waking up to old age in a workhouse a steadfast friend to the gallows foot a cynical swaggerer with a child's simplicity a worker only from necessity or caprice in the image of maitre alclofribas we are about to make a famous troncon de chérilly he remarked to raphael as he pointed out the flower stands that made a perfumed forest of the staircase i like a vestibule to be well warmed and richly carpeted raphael said luxury in the peristyle is not common in france i feel as if life had begun anew here and up above we are going to drink and make merry once more my dear raphael ah yes he went on and i hope we are going to come off conquerors too and walk over everybody else's head as he spoke he jestingly pointed to the guests they were entering a large room which shone with gilding and lights and there all the young men of note in paris welcomed them here was one who had just revealed fresh powers his first picture vied with the glories of imperial art there another who but yesterday had launched forth a volume an acrid book filled with a sort of literary arrogance which opened up new ways to the modern school a sculptor not far away with vigorous powers visible in his rough features was chatting with one of those unenthusiastic scoffers who can either see excellence anywhere or nowhere as it happens here the cleverest of our caricaturists with mischievous eyes and a bitter tongue lay in wait for epigrams to translate into pencil strokes there stood the young and audacious writer who distilled the quintessence of political ideas better than any other man or compressed the work of some prolific writer as he held him up to ridicule he was talking with the poet whose works would have eclipsed all the writings of the time if his ability had been as strenuous as his hatreds both were trying not to say the truth while they kept clear of lies as they exchanged flattering speeches a famous musician 
administered soothing consolation in a rallying fashion to a young politician who had just fallen quite unhurt from his rostrum young writers who lacked style stood beside other young writers who lacked ideas and authors of poetical prose by prosaic poets at the sight of all these incomplete beings a simple saint simonian ingenious enough to believe in his own doctrine charitably paired them off designing no doubt to convert them into monks of his order a few men of science mingled in the conversation like nitrogen in the atmosphere and several vaudevillistes shed rays like the sparking diamonds that give neither light nor heat a few paradox mongers laughing up their sleeves at any folk who embraced their likes or dislikes in men or affairs had already begun a two-edged policy conspiring against all systems without committing themselves to any side then there was the self-appointed critic who admires nothing and will blow his nose in the middle of a cavantina at the bouffons who applauds before anyone else begins and contradicts everyone who says what he himself was about to say he was there giving out the sayings of wittier men for his own of all the assembled guests a future lay before some five ten or so would acquire a fleeting renown as for the rest like all mediocrities they might apply to themselves the famous falsehood of louis the eighteenth union and oblivion the anxious jocularity of a man who is expending two thousand crowns sat on their host his eyes turned impatiently towards the door from time to time seeking one of his guests who kept him waiting very soon a stout little person appeared who was greeted by a complimentary murmur it was the notary who had invented the newspaper that very morning a valet de chambre in black opened the doors of a vast dining-room whither every one went without ceremony and took his place at an enormous table raphael took a last look round the room before he left it his wish had been realized to the full the rooms were adorned with silk and gold countless wax tapers set in handsome candelabra lit up the slightest details of gilded friezes the delicate bronze sculpture and the splendid colors of the furniture the sweet scent of rare flowers set in stands tastefully made of bamboo filled the air everything even the curtains was pervaded by elegance without pretension and there was a certain imaginative charm about it all which acted like a spell on the mind of a needy man an income of a hundred thousand livres a year is a very nice beginning of the catechism and a wonderful assistance to putting morality into our actions he said sighing truly my sort of virtue can scarcely go afoot and vice means to my thinking a garret a threadbare coat a grey hat in winter-time and sums owing to the porter i should like to live in the lap of luxury a year or six months no matter and then afterwards die i should have known exhausted and consumed a thousand livres at any rate 
why you are taking the tone of a stockbroker in good luck said emile who overheard him pooh your riches would be a burden to you as soon as you found that they would spoil your chances of coming out above the rest of us hasn't the artist always kept the balance true between the poverty of riches and the riches of poverty and isn't struggle a necessity to some of us look out for your digestion and only look he added with a mock heroic gesture at the majestic thrice holy and edifying appearance of this amiable capitalist's dining-room that man has in reality only made his money for our benefit isn't he a kind of sponge of the polyp order overlooked by naturalists which should be carefully squeezed before he is left for his heirs to feed upon there is style isn't there about those base reliefs that adorn the walls and the lustres and the pictures which luxury well carried out if one may believe those who envy him or who know or think they know the origins of his life then this man got rid of a german and some others his best friend for one and the mother of that friend during the revolution could you house crimes under the venerable taliphe's silvering locks he looks to me a very worthy man only see how the silver sparkles and is every glittering ray like a stab of a dagger to him let us go in one might as well believe in mohammed if a common report speak truth there are thirty men of talent and good fellows too prepared to dine off the flesh and blood of a whole family and here we are ourselves a pair of youngsters full of open-hearted enthusiasm and we shall be partakers in his guilt i have a mind to ask our capitalist whether he is a respectable character no not now cried raphael but when he is dead drunk we shall have had our dinner then the two friends sat down laughing first of all by a glance more rapid than a word each paid his tribute of admiration to the splendid general effect of the long table white as a bank of freshly fallen snow with its symmetrical line of covers crowned with their pale golden rolls of bread rainbow colors gleamed in the starry rays of light reflected by the glass the lights of the tapers crossed and recrossed each other indefinitely the dishes covered with their silver dome whetted both appetite and curiosity few words were spoken neighbors exchanged glances as the madeira circulated then the first course appeared in all its glory it would have done honor to the late cambarciers grillat savarin would have celebrated it the wines of bordeaux and burgundy white and red were royally lavished this first part of the banquet might have compared in every way to a rendering of some classical tragedy the second act grew a trifle noisier every guest had had a fair amount to drink and had tried various crew at his pleasure so that as the remains of the magnificent first course were removed tumultuous discussions began a pale brow here and there began to flush sundry noses took a purpler hue faces lit up and eyes sparkled while intoxication was only dawning 
conversation did not overstep the bounds of civility but banter and bon mots slipped by degrees from every tongue and then slander began to rear its little snake's head and spoke in dulcet tones a few shrewd ones here and there gave heed to it hoping to keep their heads so the second course found their minds somewhat heated every one ate as he spoke spoke while he ate and drank without heeding the quantity of the liquor the wine was so biting the bouquet so fragrant the example around so infectious taliffe made a point of stimulating his guests and plied them with the formidable wines of the rhone with fierce toquet and heady old roussillon the champagne impatiently expected and lavishly poured out was a scourge of fiery sparks to these men released like post-horses from some mail-coach by a relay they let their spirits gallop away into the wilds of argument to which no one listened began to tell stories which had no auditors and repeatedly asked questions to which no answer was made only the loud voice of wassail could be heard a voice made up of a hundred confused clamours which rose and grew like a crescendo of rossini's insidious toasts swagger and challenges followed each renounced any pride in his own intellectual capacity in order to vindicate that of hogsheads casks and vats and each made noise enough for two a time came when the footmen smiled while their masters all talked at once a philosopher would have been interested doubtless by the singularity of the thoughts expressed a politician would have been amazed by the incongruity of the methods discussed in the melee of words or doubtfully luminous paradoxes where truths grotesquely comparisoned met in conflict across the uproar of brawling judgments of arbitrary decisions and folly much as bullets shells and grape-shot are hurled across a battlefield it was at once a volume and a picture every philosophy religion and moral code differing so greatly in every latitude every government every great achievement of the human intellect fell before a scythe as long as time's own and you might have found it hard to decide whether it was wielded by gravity intoxicated or by inebriation grown sober and clear-sighted borne away by a kind of tempest their minds like the sea raging against the cliffs seemed ready to shake the laws which confined the ebb and flow of civilization unconsciously fulfilling the will of god who has suffered ill and good to abide in nature and reserved the secret of their continual strife to himself a frantic travesty of debate ensued a walpurgis revel of intellects between the dreary jests of these children of the revolution over the inauguration of a newspaper and the talk of the joyous gossips at gargantua's birth stretched the gulf that divides the nineteenth century from the sixteenth laughingly they had begun the work of destruction and our journalists laughed amid the ruins what is the name of that young man over there said the notary indicating raphael i thought i heard some one call him valentin 
what stuff is this said emile laughing plain valentin say you raphael de valentin if you please we bear an eagle or on a field sable with a silver crown beak and claws gules and a fine motto non cecidit animus we are no foundling child but a descendant of the emperor valens of the stock of valentinois founders of the cities of valence in france and valencia in spain rightful heirs to the empire of the east if we suffer mohammed on the throne of byzantium it is our pure condescension and for lack of funds and soldiers with a fork flourished above raphael's head emile outlined a crown upon it the notary bethought himself a moment but soon fell to drinking again with a gesture peculiar to himself it was quite impossible it seemed to say to secure in his clientele the cities of valence and byzantium the emperor valens mohammed and the house of valentinois should not the destruction of those ant-hills babylon tyre carthage and venice each crushed beneath the foot of a passing giant serve as a warning to man vouchsafed by some mocking power said claude mignon who must play the bousset as a sort of purchased slave at the rate of five pence a line perhaps moses Silla, louis the eleventh richelieu robespierre and napoleon were but the same man who crosses our civilizations now and again like a comet across the sky said a disciple of balanche why try to fathom the designs of providence said canales maker of ballads come now said the man who set up for a critic there is nothing more elastic in the world than your providence well sir louis the fourteenth sacrificed more lives over digging the foundations of the maintenance aqueduct than the convention expended in order to assess the taxes justly to make one law for everybody and one nation of france and to establish the rule of equal inheritance said missole whom the lack of a syllable before his name had made a republican are you going to leave our heads on our shoulders asked moreau of the loise a substantial farmer you sir who took blood for wine just now where is the use aren't the principles of social order worth some sacrifices sir ay bixiou what's his name the republican considers a landowner's head a sacrifice said a young man to his neighbor men and events count for nothing said the republican following out his theory in spite of hiccups in politics as in philosophy there are only principles and ideas what an abomination then you would ruthlessly put your friends to death for a shibboleth eh sir the man who feels compunction is your thorough scoundrel for he has some notion of virtue while peter the great and the duke of alva were embodied systems and the pirate of montbar an organization but can't society rid itself of your systems and organizations said canales oh granted said the republican that stupid republic of yours makes me feel queasy we shan't be able to carve a capon in peace because we shall find the agrarian law inside it ah my little brutus stuffed with truffles 
your principles are all right enough but you are like my valet the rogue is so frightfully possessed with a mania for property that if i left him to clean my clothes after his fashion he would soon clean me out crass idiots replied the republican you are for setting a nation straight with toothpicks to your way of thinking justice is more dangerous than thieves oh dear cried the attorney de rochers aren't they a bore with their politics cried the notary cardot shut up that's enough of it there is no knowledge nor virtue worth shedding a drop of blood for if truth were brought into liquidation we might find her insolvent it would be much less trouble no doubt to abuse ourselves with evil rather than dispute about good moreover i would give all the speeches made for forty years past at the tribune for a trout for one of perrault's tales or charlet's sketches quite right had me the asparagus because after all liberty begets anarchy anarchy leads to despotism and despotism back again to liberty millions have died without securing a triumph for any one system is that not the vicious circle in which the whole moral world revolves man believes that he has reached perfection when in fact he has but rearranged matters oh oh cried cursy the vaudevilliste in that case gentlemen here's to charles the tenth the father of liberty why not asked emile when law becomes despotic morals are relaxed and vice versa let us drink to the imbecility of authority which gives us such an authority over imbeciles said the good banker napoleon left us glory at any rate my good friend exclaimed a naval officer who had never left brest glory is a poor bargain you buy it dear and it will not keep does not the egotism of the great take the form of glory just as for nobodies it is their own well-being you are very fortunate sir the first inventor of ditches must have been a weakling for society is only useful to the puny the savage and the philosopher at either extreme of the moral scale hold property in equal horror all very fine said cardot but if there were no property there would be no documents to draw up these green peas are excessively delicious and the cure was found dead in his bed in the morning who is talking about death pray don't trifle i have an uncle could you bear his loss with resignation no question gentlemen listen to me how to kill an uncle silence cries of hush hush in the first place take an uncle large and stout seventy years old at least they are the best uncles sensation get him to eat a pate de foie gras any pretext will do ah but my uncle is a thin tall man and very niggardly and abstemious that sort of uncle is a monster he misappropriates existence then the speaker on uncles went on tell him while he is digesting it that his banker has failed how if he bears up let loose a pretty girl on him and if asked the other with a shake of the head then he wouldn't be an uncle an uncle is a gay dog by nature malibran has lost two notes in her voice no sir she has not yes sir she has 
oh oh no and yes is not that the sum up of all religious political or literary dissertations man is a clown dancing on the edge of an abyss you would make out that i am a fool on the contrary you cannot make me out education there is a pretty piece of tomfoolery monsieur heinefechtermach estimates the number of printed volumes at more than a thousand millions and a man cannot read more than a hundred and fifty thousand in his lifetime so just tell me what the word education means for some it consists in knowing the name of alexander's horse of the dog barachillo of the seigneur d'accours and in ignorance of the man to whom we own the discovery of rafting and the manufacture of porcelain for others it is the knowledge how to burn a will and live respected be looked up to and popular instead of stealing a watch with half a dozen aggravating circumstances after a previous conviction and so perishing hated and dishonoured in the place de grieve will nathan's work live he has very clever collaborators sir or canales he is a great man let us say no more about him you are all drunk the consequence of a constitution is the immediate stultification of intellects art science public works everything is consumed by a horribly egoistic feeling the leprosy of the time three hundred of your bourgeoisie set down on benches will only think of planting poplars tyranny does great things lawlessly while liberty will scarcely trouble herself to do petty ones lawfully your reciprocal instruction will turn out counters in human flesh broke in an absolutist all individuality will disappear in a people brought to a dead level by education for all that is not the aim of society to secure happiness to each member of it asked the saint simonian if you had an income of fifty thousand livres you would not think much about the people if you are smitten with a tender passion for the race go to madagascar there you will find a nice little nation already to saint simonize classify and cork up in your files but here every one fits into his niche like a peg in a hole a porter is a porter and a blockhead is a fool without a college of fathers to promote them to those positions you are a carlist and why not despotism pleases me it implies a certain contempt for the human race i have no animosity against kings they are so amusing is it nothing to sit enthroned in a room at a distance of thirty million leagues from the sun let us once more take a broad view of civilization said the man of learning who for the benefit of the inattentive sculptor had opened a discussion on primitive society and autochthonous races the vigor of a nation in its origin was in a way physical unitary and crude then as aggregations increased government advanced by a decomposition of the primitive rule more or less skilfully managed for example in remote ages national strength lay in theocracy the priest held both sword and censer a little later there were two priests the pontiff and the king 
Today our society, the latest word of civilization, has distributed power according to the number of combinations, and we come to the forces called business, thought, money, and eloquence. Authority thus divided is steadily approaching a social dissolution, with interest as its one opposing barrier. We depend no longer on either religion or physical force, but upon intellect. Can a book replace the sword? Can discussion be a substitute for action? That is the question. End of section 2